0: No guitar is safe. Hey, this is No Guitar Is Safe. Thanks for listening. My name is Jude Gold, and today on the show is Ben Woods, who's discovered some incredible sort of overlaps that have sort of changed his life as far as how he approaches guitar. And that overlap is the way that classic metal sort of parallels with flamenco. Man, just wait till you hear the story of the crazy life-changing event that happened to Ben that turned him from an electrified rock and roll metal player into a flamenco wizard. Yeah, that's some fun stuff we're going to get into. Ben plays a ton of guitar. That's him on his Cordoba Spanish guitar, Nylon String. In your face, we go to Cordoba headquarters in Santa Monica. I mean, I'm always amazed not only at how many fantastic guitar players there are in Southern California, but also how many fantastic guitar companies and headquarters and distribution centers there are. And yes, beautiful facility in Santa Monica. We're in somebody's office. We open the windows and we're just chilling and we're going to hang out and play a ton of guitar. That is Ben doing his surf medley for you because he noticed that not only is flamenco guitar similar in energy and in harmony and melody to classic metal, it's also similar in those ways to surf rock. So he actually made a whole album of that which you can check out. It's called Surf Flamingo. And the first track that we were listening to there was, as many metalheads will notice, Bark at the Moon, done on nylon string. That's with his uh, project Flametal. He's got so much stuff going on. i am try to get to it all here in this quick intro, but <laughs> really interesting cat. Flametal, like flamenco and metal molded into one word. That album is called Heavy Mellow. Check it out. There's all kinds of stuff on here. Like if you're an old Scorps fan, listen to this uh, Uli John Roth track, "Sales of Sharon, channeled into a nylon string scenario. Man, I just, I love it. I love it when a player just goes for what they love, man. He took his love of metal and he just followed it. He just followed it forever. And look where it led him. It led him to this world where he's now known as this flamenco meddler and other things as well. And uh, I first saw him at a couple of these Jason Becker benefits up in San Francisco, which I was honored to play at for a couple moments myself at both of them. And uh, they were put on by Dave Lopez and Matt Blackett and with Jason Becker. And it'd be all these great, great players there. And yeah, yeah, Ben would just come out and decapitate with just an island string guitar or sometimes with a couple other musicians from metal, which you'll hear all about. He's also a totally pro illustrator too, multi-talented And you might have heard Ben mentioned a couple of episodes ago on the Steve Stevens episode as well. Uh, Steve, of course, loves nylon string and Spanish guitar. And uh, we'll talk about some of his crazy adventures with Steve and on the reality show Married to Rock. Ben has a couple of good stories. A lot to get into. And if you want to catch up with Ben online, SpanishGuitarPlayer.com. That's right, SpanishGuitarPlayer.com is his destination Our destination today will be Cordoba Guitar Headquarters, also GSI, Guitar Salon International, an amazing place in Santa Monica. We thank them very much for letting us hang out. I'll be playing a Guild Steel String because they distribute Guild now. I just thought that might be a nice balance, although I let Ben do most of the playing on this one, but as contrast, I got the Steel String. He's got a Cordoba Nylon String. And real quick, I like to give these little gear shout-outs. A quick shout-out to Frank Picha, or Picha, in the Chicago area. I was playing a gig with Kathy Richardson, and uh, I was going to use the backline twin. He cold emailed me or messaged me on Facebook and said, Hey, if you want, I'll bring my Bogner Ecstasy rig down there. 2x12, super-duper mega-amp. The Lamborghini of amps! It was incredible. That was really my first time gigging on a full-on fire-breathing Bogner rig that actually had an amazing clean channel too we did a white rabbit and i don't think i've really had better tone on the beginning of white rabbit than going through the clean channel of that bagner that really worked out thank you frank and yes i do film a lot of these things that you're about to hear because ben gets into some flamenco techniques And you got to just see how they work if you want to try some of them yourself. They're very percussive and very energetic and exciting. Ben also has a cool book of his transcriptions of his arrangements of metal songs called Metal Classics for Fingerstyle Guitar out on Hal Leonard, which is a great company, I must say. I must admit to you that I have my book Solo Slap Guitar just came out just like a week after this interview was recorded. Anyhow... Oh yeah, by the way, Ben also has a record out of him now exploring flamenco pieces and Spanish guitar pieces played on electric guitar. So yeah, if you want to find those videos, I usually put them up on the No Guitar is Safe Facebook page first, and then a little later on the YouTube channel. As soon as I get a chance, I have my own YouTube channel. I think it's just Jude Gold. Not sure. What else? I guess I'm supposed to tell you to go on iTunes and review the show if you like. I guess that helps us. So yeah, I know that you didn't think that nylon string guitars were safe as per the name of this show no guitar is safe we're coming after all of you so now that we've re-established that let's head over to ben woods let's hang out with him and his nylon string guitar at cordoba headquarters in santa monica
1: something? Why not? What do you want to All jam? Right. How, about, um, how about this Cure song?
0: wait for it
2: nice
0: man you don't even need a band you don't need me that's for sure no that was fun grab this mic up again is that the next thing you're going to do some kind of cure instrumentals oh man no i top secret I, i mean i've done so many um
1: cover arrangements you know cover tunes that i like that i arrange and now that uh sometimes you know we gotta work and do gigs at Restaurants and corporates and hotels and events and stuff. And I noticed that not everybody wants to hear traditional flamenco playing or classical playing or Spanish songs or Latin anything. Or sometimes people just want to hear something that they know, something they recognize. And I don't, I've never been a lover of like radio. of course your podcast But I mean like music that comes over the radio <laughs> That you rude. get force fed um, But there are definitely some songs That are timeless And some songs that I just absolutely love And they're a pleasure to play So I, I make s- sort of Spanish guitar arrangements of them And that's kind of uh, I didn't realize that that would be my shtick But that's kind of been my shtick For the past couple of years And, and it's brought me some success And it's just a lot of fun
0: yeah, the first time I think I really came to know you is when we were doing some of those uh, Jason Becker, not dead yet things. That's right. And man, you'd be on the bill. I think, I mean, I was lucky enough to open one or two of them playing first. You, my friend, were in the middle of the set. You'd be coming up after like Michael E. Ferkins. <laughs> Or, like, Steve Lukather, you'd just be, like, in the thick of it all, and you'd come out with a nylon string guitar and just destroy, and the crowd would react so heavily. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Why do they react so much, do you think, too, to, like, hearing an acoustic guitar in the midst of all that?
1: Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. I, I'm just lucky that I found a niche that and I'm doing something that not a whole lot of people can do and i'm I've put myself kind of in the rock world and in the metal world and uh, so I'm surrounded by amazing electric guitar players like yourself um, and I don't do that if if uh, you know, I can play electric guitar, but nowhere near the way that you or any of these guys on bills like that can do. So, what I do is I, I provide, I provide a, a little bit of a, a break on the eardrums, you know, with the nylon string guitar, going acoustic, doing something, playing something like Bark at the Moon, but doing it um, on a, in a way that even my grandma likes. Awesome. My grandma doesn't know who Ozzy is, but you know, she's like, Oh, that's a beautiful song, Sonny. You know, that's
2: awesome.
0: (laughs) So, can we hear a little bit of how would you do Bark at the Moon? Bark at the Moon. Beautiful. Do you do that thing at the end, with you know the cool yeah, lick yeah. that we always yeah, everyone yeah. does?
1: Except for um, <laughs> if I'm by myself and I can't harmonize it, then I do it as an arpeggio, and I go. That's awesome. So I've, I have to kind of learn, as with all these arrangements, I have to learn. Okay, how can I use these? classical and flamenco techniques to pull off this stuff because it's just not going to work with me going it's so empty. I need to have the bass strings I need to have all those in there. Um, So I have to be creative. That's why I like doing these arrangements. It's not just learning something note for note or just, uh, you know, copying how it's been done. It's, I have to use my brains and, and play the bass parts, and play all the parts if I can, you know, and, and do that. Like, and especially things like, for instance, playing an electric guitar, I mean, playing metal, which I love, but you can't make these... Can't make that stuff happen. It just sounds flat and bad. You mean so, on a nylon? On a, yeah, on one of these acoustic nylon string guitars, it it doesn't have that heaviness. Because you, you know? don't have four hundred watt heads behind you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you can't get the chugs when yeah. you when you deaden the strings with the with the, when you mute them with your palm like that. So I I develop a different way. So I go. type of thing, <laughs> which is so you can get you can get that effect, but I don't have to sacrifice the power.
0: You know what Dude, I mean? There's so much energy in what you just played. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that way I get a little bit of that metal stuff. But I can uh, play it without using a pick,
0: without using an a 800-watt amp or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. Sounds great. There's so much energy in that. Now, can you just show us with that technique that you're employing okay. and break it down with your, uh, with your strumming oh. hand?
1: Okay, really slow. I, I start with an
0: upstroke. <clears throat> So upstroke with full power chord, and that's all your first finger kind of going upstroke yeah, with a little index. little bit of nail in there, right? Yeah,
1: and then and then I go to just one string for to pretend like I'm palm muting, and then index, middle, ring, pinky, but in a fan. They call this technique abanico because it's that means fan in Spanish, and it's like your fingers come out as a fan. So every upstroke is a power chord. Upstroke with the power chord, upstroke, and then one,
0: two, three, four. So it's. I see it now. I keep slowing that down. (laughs) Yes, I'm filming this people. Let's take a quick listen here to one of your tunes. You have all these great recordings of the metal vein and of course other veins, but what, what, what's one of the ones? Let's one
1: play, of, uh, let's play creeping death from, uh, Fla Metallica, which is, a, it's like Fla metal, which is a band I started in 2005 and, um, and Metallica and I just made up one word and, uh, it's, I know it's highly creative. I put it together. Um, but yeah, the album was called Flametallica and it's just me doing a bunch of my favorite songs, not necessarily the best songs, but my favorite songs, um, with uh, I believe I used two flamenco guitar tracks and I played Cajon on it.
0: tell me like how did you where did you grow up
1: oh man okay so i grew up in seattle or it's kind of a uh, six miles away it's a place called bellevue and i uh grew up on a lake called lake sammamish and um i had a great childhood there's a lot of swimming um i even water skied a couple of times and uh you know loving family um absolutely awesome uh, even though my family didn't they didn't really even listen to music um, so that was kind of weird it was a very quiet childhood but but pretty awesome.
0: How did you get into music you obviously seem to have also kind of a metal influence on your early stuff
1: Yeah, i don't know i just i just really liked metal a lot first time i heard it uh first time i heard iron maiden i was i was hooked that was my very first guitar lesson official guitar lesson i was about 13 and i went uh uh to this guy's mom's house he lived in the basement you know and uh and he gave me a guitar lesson and he said, what do you like? And I said, I don't know, I'm not quite sure yet, uh, but I know all my you know, seven chords and I'm ready to go. And he's like, uh, okay, he's looking through his his vinyl and he pulls out um, Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind. And I, I saw the Eddie Zombie on the cover and I said, all right, I like it already. And he's <laughs> played the first song, um, which was Where Eagles Dare. And he's like, this is what you're going to learn. And I said, awesome. So he taught me that. And, um, uh, you know, I took maybe one more lesson with him. And then I bought the album, and I learned the whole thing front to back. And then I bought all their albums and learned them all. And then I started learning Dave Murray solos. And then I got those down. And And what were
0: you playing at that? What kind of instrument? I was playing, I think I was playing
1: a... uh, 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 old washburn and i eventually graduated to a Charvel, um playing through like a like a pv keyboard amp or
0: something it was you have a distortion pedal or something. yeah yeah
1: yeah it was a terrible sound but
0: good enough for me it's funny you should mention iron maiden because i just my respect for them i i really respect them i somebody shared with me that video and i've seen it before where they're asked to go on that european show and lip sync and they're oh, like that's right they're they like, like instruments and like, stuff 30, 10 seconds into it, Bruce Dickinson suddenly he's playing lead guitar and someone else is singing lead vocals. It's just hilarious. I love those guys. I love those guys. Uh,
1: yeah, so basically I learned all all the what little music theory I have from Iron Maiden, and so learning those albums taught me how to play guitar, and then learning Dave Murray's solos sort of taught me how to get around the fretboard, and then and then it was time to learn the Adrian Smith solos, and man, that guy's. So sophisticated that I still can't figure out half of what he's doing, you know, but um, but that's kind of how I got my little knowledge that I still apply to today of music theory. And that's how I get around the guitar. And the funny thing is, when I went to flamenco, it um, all that stuff applied. Perfectly, it just fit in like like uh, foot in a shoe. You know, it was just perfect. I was like, "Oh, this is what they call a uh, Phrygian." Oh, I know this already. This was on this was on uh, you know, Flight of Icarus. I know this one and or harmonic minor. They call this uh, Oh no, I've, I was playing this already and uh, from the Seven Sun album. Or, you know, and so basically. Yes. They showed me everything that I needed to know. I just didn't know I was learning. I was just having fun jamming out, being a nerd in high school and jamming out. and right. and, uh, and I was actually learning everything I needed to know to later play flamenco.
0: So when, why, and how did you make the switch to flamenco? Oh, uh, this... Well, this is actually a
1: pretty interesting story that... It's, uh, you know how people... Um, You can see something as a negative or or as a positive. Well, something not all that great happened to me. I was living in a in a house. We were renting a house. Me and all my buddies, and we were all musicians.
0: Where is that? How old are you? And
1: it was in West Seattle. I was I must have been about nineteen or twenty. We just had a great time, just getting faded all the time and, and practicing. And and uh,
0: did you and go to college or anything, or are you just no, doing music?
1: No, I, I never went to college. I just I went to work as a, as an illustrator, actually, wow. doing wildlife illustrations and and t shirt designs and stuff. So I had a pretty cool job, Sweet. very creative. But uh, at this time, it was all musicians. But we needed, we had an extra room. We needed the money, so we didn't know anybody. So I met this guy at a party. He seemed like a cool guy. Anyways, he moved in. He turned out to be a junkie, like a heroin junkie. And he hit it really well for a while. And for about a month until I came home and he was gone. All of his stuff was gone. My guitars were gone. All the speakers in my cabinet were gone. The amp heads were gone. Everything was gone. So, um, he totally ripped me off the asshole totally ripped me off and changed my life in the process because, you know, I was a, I was a ferocious practicer. I was always practicing. So now I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm broke. I got no money, got no guitar. Um, but I did have a classical guitar scratching around in a closet somewhere. So I brought that out and I just kept practicing metal on it. And then I, I started a little bit of fingerstyle stuff, and I thought to myself, wow, this kind of sounds like that Spanish shit a little bit. Maybe I should learn some of that. And then maybe when I uh, save up to get a new rig, I'll have a, a cool different style. Because right then I was sounding like everybody else. I was really into like like death and, and morbid angel and all this death metal stuff. And and basically, I was just sounding like all those guys. and uh, And I wanted to sound different. But I had no idea that this this one junkie guy ripping off my stuff would change the course of my life. So I never did pick up another electric guitar, I just got more into flamenco. And then I went, I got to a point, I was ordering CDs from Spain, I was trying to learn them by ear. I got to a point, I hit a plateau, so then there was a great flamenco guitar teacher right there in West Seattle. Marcos Carmona and I started taking with him and it blew my mind I thought I had great rhythm didn't he got me to sit sit down with a metronome and and uh, and I learned a lot of that stuff and then eventually I was ready to play for flamenco dancers and his wife was a flamenco singer and dance teacher so this was perfect so then I would just go three times a week take the bus there and uh, go play for class and learn really how how to properly do authentic flamenco and it it took a lot of time a lot of practice I was uh devoting at least eight to ten hours a day of practicing I would have to uh, quit my job just so I could have time to practice and then run out of money then go work part-time at it again try and save up a little bit then quit again and then keep practicing because you know If you're working eight hours and you're trying to practice two, there's only so much better you can get. You really need to, at least for me, uh, in the development stage. So, And then, you know, it wasn't too hard uh, convincing me to go play for a dance class. Here (laughs) I'm a metal guy. I don't know anything about dance or anything, but all of a sudden I'm the only guy in a room full of 30 beautiful women yeah, I think beautiful, we all know where you were going Flamenco with that one. Dresses. And I'm the only guy in there. Um, it's honestly, it was a lot. The the ratio and the odds was a lot better than like playing rock and roll in a, at a or a punk rock or something like that. You, instead of having a bunch of, uh, Metal guys standing in front of you with their arms crossed. <laughs> now I'm playing for a bunch of gorgeous women that I get to hang out with. And you know what? I, I I met my long-term girlfriend doing that, and she's a fabulous flamenco dancer, Arlene Hurtado. And she tours all around the world and stuff. And um, for some reason, she chose me, so we're, we're like a team together now. That's so it's awesome. really cool to be able to share your passion with guitar with, uh, with her, her passion for dance and stuff, and
0: we get to play together. It's awesome. Dude, that whole thing is just an incredible story, starting with uh, <laughs> that negative day yeah. and where it led you. Now you're down here in SoCal. As long as I've known you, you've been in L.A. You have this video. I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on, so try to possibly cover it all. I don't know how, but this video, Basic Flamenco Techniques, is that what it's Yeah, there, yeah. Today, it's got like 1.8 million views, right? And then Something like that. I, headed headed to, to 2 keep million. Track. <laughs> and it's a really good video. And of course, I will share the video with uh, No Guitar is Safe listeners and, stu- and viewers on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. But maybe you could show us a couple of those basic techniques here. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. How many different techniques are in that video? I think I
1: showed seven techniques. I mean, one of them was legato. So legato, everybody knows... um, Everybody knows the hammer-on, pull-off stuff. Right. Um, So it's not necessarily uh, specific to flamenco. But, like, for instance, tremolo is a really cool technique. They do it in classical, and it's four strokes. It's, It's thumb, ring, middle, index, and then again...
0: But in flamenco, so it's thumb, ring, middle, yeah. index. Gotcha. And you're using your nails. Yeah, do you, I'm using do you my have, nails. Have acrylic nails going on or anything?
1: I actually, I do. I, I just did a show last night with flamenco dancers, and you, sometimes you really got to dig in because you are the drummer in the whole orchestra. So for those things, I do put nail glue. On my nails mm. and a little bit of acrylic powder. Um, some of my friends go to like nail places <laughs> to
0: totally. get it done.
1: So do um, Nashville
0: players do that too, man? Yeah, and but I just,
1: I just do it myself and they're not real pretty, but whatever. What glue do you, you use? Oh, actually I use five second nail glue and the five second nail glue powder. And that seems to work best for me.
0: You just polish it's, it on there?
1: Yeah, it's basically super glue and Wait. acrylic powder that you just salt and pepper together and then file it off until it's smooth. And Wait,
0: so gonna... you stir it up or something and then pour the mixture on? Or how does it work?
1: Oh, I just I put a drop on my nail, cover it, and then, I, and then I just salt and pepper the powder on top of it, and it dries in five seconds. And then I do another, I do it again, another drop, and then some sure. more powder. It dries, and then I file it,
0: and then file, file, file. And you put that on your first three fingers and your thumb?
1: Yeah, most people do it with their pinky, too, but I, I don't need to put it on my pinky because I use a slightly different technique. Right. When people do these rasqueado abanicos, the proper way to do it is to put your fingers in a, in a fist and start with the pinky. <laughs> like that but i learned on my own before i took proper lessons i was just going by ear so this felt more comfortable to me which is starting with the index right so since my pink comes last for some reason it doesn't have to grow as long and i don't need to glue
0: on it so cool. do you still rest your thumb on while you're doing those four finger strokes you, i
1: usually hook it under the low e like
0: this so that would be another of the seven techniques, right? I suppose it would be. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other basic flamenco? Okay.
1: Well, I was showing you tremolo, but that was classical tremolo. It's four strokes, one, two, three, four. But in flamenco, of course, you got to make everything hard, those assholes. So you got to use five strokes, which is thumb, index, middle, ring, index. So you have your index working twice as hard. There's thumb. a difference in sound. Here's a classical one. Nice, it's in quadruplets. But these are in quintuplets, it's flamenco, tremolo.
0: So, so run that by me, again. it's thumb on the low
1: note. Thumb, and, and then, then you- index, middle, or, I'm sorry thumb index ring middle index thumb index ring middle index
0: and you just do a continue
1: so it's in quintuplets so when you put it into a rhythm it is kind of weird right it doesn't sort of match up as nicely if we're if we're going in fours sounds good but you try and do that with fives kind of weird. So what we, what they use it for is more of a lilting effect. So not quite so much in strict rhythm, but you know, um, that's beautiful. That kind of thing. So it, it cries a little bit more. Sure it does. That's awesome. Any other uh, key, basic? Oh, there's a. I mean, there's a lot. These these Rosciados, for instance. There's so many different kinds to use. Like I showed you the. This is the proper way with the. And then this is the way I do it. And then there is triplets. There is right. another way to do triplets. All right. Well, this one, I don't even know if other people do this, but this is the way I do it. Um, uh, I go. Index down, middle down, and index up. And that's it. So if I'm doing like, if I'm playing like Queen's Reich, Queen of the Reich,
0: for Mm. instance. The old flamenco classic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It would go like.
0: That type of deal, so that's how I can use those triplets, dude. You're getting so much metal energy out of the <laughs> flamenco technique. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's I.
1: I think that flamenco and metal are are just they're. they're they're, they're like brothers you know they they both share this complexity, intensity, aggression, uh, virtuosity they have um, they, they really relish in the exotic and, and minor scales and so uh, it just seemed to fit for me I don't, I don't know if other people have done it and I hope they did but the reason why I started the group Flametal back in 2005 is because I wanted to hear flamenco and metal and there wasn't anything, or at least anything that I could tell that I liked, so I had to start. I had to start it, and it's just kind of developed into what I'm doing now.
0: Amazing. Now, of course, there's a two-finger single-note technique to the two fingernails, right? Index and middle.
1: Oh yeah, the picado. That thing and it's just alternate with rest rest strokes resting on the on the on the right. lower string
0: right as you pluck one yeah. the finger lands yeah. on the other
1: and yeah. you know some people say you don't slip it like here i'm using my middle finger and i go middle finger and then middle finger middle finger index i can slip some people say you have to alternate every time right Uh, Personally, Paco de Lucia didn't do that. He he did the slip finger technique, it's called. Um, And that's, it's pretty, uh, you know, classical and flamenco guitarists know what I'm talking about here. Um, All it does is, I don't even think about if I'm doing it or not. I'm just thinking about going to the next note the most efficient way possible.
0: And of course, again, people should really check out this video if you want to get... All the details, the one on YouTube, but this is this video I'm still filming here. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can you just add one more thing and show us like the kind of when you the percussive hits oh, against yeah. the guitar?
1: Well there's all kinds of ones and there's some that I've developed that I don't think uh works before, but uh there's a golpe you can do um you hear it at the beginning and you hear it at the end. So can hear my thumb hitting the taps so, you're, the, so the, describe
0: uh, you're striking below the strings on the body below
1: the strings and and it hits the body first and then comes up on the strings and that's
0: the upper upside of your thumbnail yeah.
1: and then fingers down thumb down and then again thumb up but it hits the body first so I go Jeez, so you can really barely slowly? hear this but it, it, it yeah. caps the encapsulates the the Rosciato.
0: Right. So there's ah. that.
1: Sometimes we hit the gold base as we're striking a chord with the thumb down on the strings, but we hit the gold bay with our middle fingers and even just one string. With a wow. go, it just gives you that a little bit of extra balls. And you
0: know? I see your, your Cordoba guitar here has a clear pick guard that goes above and below the strings. Yeah,
1: they, they call them uh, golpedors, and they're basically just a clear pack, pick guard. And you can see I've, I've gone way beyond it too and, and made dents in the soundboard, but whatever. You know, these things have to be played, they, they can't remain pristine forever. So yeah, some okay. airplane, some airline is going to mess it up someday anyways, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, well, Willie Nelson's on your side with that. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly, so.
0: So what was your instrumentation in flametal?
1: Oh, that was, um, that was uh, I was kind of a lead, I, I wouldn't say lead, but I tried to use my flamenco guitar more like Uh, keyboard would so I used it I played the chords kind of like as pads were going down and I played arpeggios during uh, we had an electric guitarist uh Brian uh, Spaulding is amazing um I call him laser is (laughs) what I call him um but uh When he would play uh, power chords and chunky stuff, I'd be playing arpeggios, and I'd be arpeggiating kind of like a keyboard would. So I took my role as that, because if we played the same thing, my guitar would get canceled out, obviously. It's just the way that electric guitars and nylon strings work. If you play the same thing, you're not going to hear the nylon strings. So I had to find a way to weave in between that. Uh, We had bass. uh, We had two amazing bass players we had uriah duffy and then later we had uh angeline saris who joined us and uh we had an amazing drummer thomas perry who just i mean and that was it totally i know so we're not we're not doing yeah you know all these guys They're great players everyone like some of the best in the entire bay area you know yeah so uh it was funny the uh, to to get these players. I did a uh, I did a demo of three songs, and I just made it as complex as possible. And and uh, my friend Jason McGuire helped me out producing the demo of these songs. And and there was you know drum machines and everything. Everything was in there, but it was very complex, very tight, very flamenco sort of uh, uh, direction. And. And so I put it out there on Craigslist, and I said, "Look, I'm looking for this, this, and this. And if uh, here's some samples, and if you even have any doubt that you can you can't pull it off, don't bother contacting me." So <laughs> I didn't. Needless to say, I didn't get actually a single contact from that. I met these guys at Soundwave Studios, and I met Thomas at a, at, at Starland Music, right there, Oakland, California. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where I met these guys, and I'm um, so glad that I did, because um, nobody was responding to that Craigslist ad, so
0: <laughs> you scared them all off. You've got several flametal albums. What? Let's play a song. What's the? I mean, let's play one of the tracks. Uh, okay. What do you think is a good well, representation?
1: Know, well, I'm 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 proud of them all, but uh, I put I put out an album in 2014 where I actually. Uh, I played all the instruments on it uh, I'm, I'm really proud of the stuff I did with that band but I finally got the production at a level where I wanted it so I'd really like to play um, let's play uh, it's called Flametal by Flametal.
0: but you're actually the only instrumentalist on it
1: yeah I'm playing and I'm pro- I programmed the drums one one flamenco guitar up the middle then i have uh then i'm playing two electric guitars and i pan them uh hard left and right so that way it's not they're not really interfering with the flamenco signal and um and it looks like i could i <laughs> had started this project for this album i was like okay well let me play electric guitar again you know it's been a long time and you know what i came back like riding a bike i just picked up a pick I just said, OK, well, let's try some solos. And it just came back, and it was felt great.
2: That's yeah.
0: great. Yeah, your newest album seems to have both on there. It's uh, Electric Flamenco, I guess that's, is the name? Yeah,
1: that's what it's called. It's, yeah. um, I just wanted to uh, try something a little different. Um, and so I, I played what I would normally play on this nylon string guitar, but I just did it on a Telecaster. And a lot of people ask me, how's, how can you do that? Aren't you wrecking my nails? That's what most people say. Don't you wreck your nails doing all those right hand techniques on on an electric guitar? And the answer is no, not at all. As a matter of fact, it's easier on my nails, if anything, (laughs) because with the electric guitar, I only have to put in about 25% of the effort to right. to get to strike the strings as I would have to dig in on these acoustic guitars. So I'm actually lightening up my technique more than anything. And it took me a you know a year or so messing around with it to get used to the uh, scale length and the, the the nut width and and the 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 you know lightening up on on my attack, but I really have a fun time on it and sometimes i even take it to my spanish guitar gigs and i'm playing all these you know uh, all these spanish guitar classics but i'm just doing it on electric guitar do do people notice not really nobody noticed i just use the neck pickup and there you go
0: can you show me a little bit of a Spanish guitar classic that works on electric, too? I don't know. Maybe a, is it's Almoraima one or something. or
1: Almoraima is, yeah, that well, it's a classic now. It's, it's a, one of the most popular tunes by uh, the maestro Paco de Lucia, who is still, you know, I, I don't have to explain how yeah. good he is to you. He's literally the, the best guitarist that ever lived in any genre and probably will ever live. He's just yeah. one of those, uh, it was an anomaly, you know, like like Paganini was, just like incredible, like Jason Becker was. You can't you know? argue just, with that. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. All right. man it's like that last bit it's just inhuman to watch it it's like so thrilling okay you know the best guitar per- guitar performance i ever personally saw and i'm gonna have to look up his name it was a memorial concert in the early 90s 95 or something for a great sax player calder spanier mm. died in a car accident on the bay bridge and uh all these great musicians came out a few months later great american music hall charlie hunter all these wonderful players and the place was packed, sold out. And in the middle of the show, this flamenco player that he used to play, Calder used to play with on the streets of Europe, oh. came out with a nylon string guitar. And that's that's the best guitar performance I've ever seen. He wow. destroyed the place. Took everybody's head off. With the percussive stuff, the same kind of stuff you're doing, and the strumming, and the energy, and the rhythm. Yeah. It really is I've never seen Paco, but... I I know. that's why
1: I'm in love with the style. It's just so cool.
0: Now, you know, another guy who just recently mentioned, Paco, of course, is your friend Steve Stevens, who's on the very recent podcast, episode 30 of this this show, Billy Idol's guy. Oh, man. And you've been doing some shows with him.
2: Tell me about this.
1: I am so lucky to know Steve. That guy is just one of the most amazing guitar players. And I've always been a fan of his stuff. Um, but not everybody knows that that he released an album called Flamenco, a go-go, which is just an amazing album. I mean, it's not traditional flamenco, but it's so far beyond. I mean, it just it hits on so many different textures and, and emotions it's amazing. The production is, is mind blowing, but he also worked with, uh, uh, Levens and Steve, or, uh, Levens. It was called a uh, BLS blacklight orchestra. I think they did two albums, uh, fusion stuff, incredible, but a lot of flamenco esque stuff on that too. Um, he is just an amazing player. Not everybody knows that he did those things outside of his solo albums, or outside of Billy Idol, but the that Blacklight Orchestra stuff and then his flamenco or go-go album, I mean, I just don't get sick of listening to these things. These are just, they're on constant rotation in my house. And um, I'm super, super lucky to uh, have a chance to work with him every once in a while. We just did a hit out in, uh, out in uh, Sedona, Arizona, and... Um, you know he he kind of asked me if i would help put his backup band together to do some of this flamenco go type of st- stuff from that album and so i he used me and and he used uh, uh my flamenco dancer arlene hurtado and and for percussion he used uh mike bennett who's also playing in my group heavy mellow and he also He's also the drummer for Richie Kotzen. I mean, the guy knows his way around percussion as well. So um, had a fabulous time, and there's a good chance. uh, I'm not going to say anything. uh, Nothing's been confirmed, but there's a good chance we might hit up Europe next year. And it's just an honor for me to work with him. I mean, if it never happens again, I I can die peacefully because the guy is just mind-blowingly talented. And a real humble dude, too. Really cool to hang out with.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's so successful. And besides that, he, you're right. He's underrated. He's even greater than people realize. People like, don't know. They just yeah,
1: don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love mean, that guy. If you have a chance, go check out his, uh, his solo albums like Memory Crash. Definitely Flamenco Agogo. It's amazing. And, and the, the Blacklight Orchestra stuff, or maybe it's called Bazio Levin Stevens, maybe. Incredible fusion stuff.
0: Now, as far as the Flamenco Agogo Go Go album, what's her, what, are, what are one of your favorite tracks to play from that? I love that oh, album too.
1: Yeah, the, the opening track is just so much fun. It is just a high in energy Roomba.
2: All right, Mambo number 28. <music>
0: What's your part on it?
1: Um, well he's playing the he's playing the lead part which it goes. That's what he, he's playing. That's cool. Now you're playing. And that, I'm just like... playing the I'm just backing him up, baby. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. How did you, I mean, the amount of time you want to put in to learn all these techniques going, starting at age 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah. About age 20. Okay. Well, how did I do it? Um, well, I was lucky enough to live in a, in a house where my roommates were cool enough to just let me play all day and night. Uh, I, at that time I was smoking a lot of weed, so I would really get in the zone. I'd really get in my head and, uh, And even today, if I even take one puff, like my instant reaction is not to go for a bag of chips, but to go for the guitar. And I don't know why. It's just I I, I built it inside of me. I I, I can't function on the stuff, unfortunately, anymore. But, But back in the day, it really let me just like really hyper focus on some of these techniques and set my metronome and I wouldn't get bored. I would literally, I could just be there for hours working on technique and not be bored at all. Take and me on a time travel time to
0: like when though. you were 20. What was, where, show me what you might have been doing in a metronome when you were 20 oh. or 21. So
1: if you're going, right? I'd all right, be, I'll uh, be your metronome. Yeah, there we go. I'd be going.
0: <laughs> I doing it? <laughs>
1: And that's just with the thumbnail. It's called Al Sapua technique. So it's just one, it's just one, uh, one, one digit. Just down, yeah. It's basically two strings, one thumb.
0: Down, up, down, down. Was it? Yeah. Please?
1: Not two girls, one cup,
0: but two strings, <laughs> one thumb. <laughs> oh yeah. Almost. So down, up, down, down,
2: up, down. Down,
1: up, down, down, up, down, down, up, down, down, down. Amazing. And then you add legatos in there.
0: On one of your records, you cover one of my favorite pieces of all Hollywood, which is X Sea of Gold. Ecstasy Ah, of gold from the climactic scene of a three-hour Western that we all know called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. The graveyard scene. Yeah,
1: I put that on my uh, Sir Flamingo album that I did uh, last year, that I put out last year. Um, I love that song. I love this stuff. And I just thought, why not learn how to play it? I don't play it in the right key. I don't play it exactly right. I just do my own interpretation. Like everything else I do, I, I don't claim to to know anything note for note I just kind of do it the way my ear hears it and I do it the best I can
0: can you show us a little bit of XC of gold um So beautiful, the the B phrase, the way he answers it too, is so great. Yeah. So satisfying and epic. Then
1: I might take it an octave higher. You know.
0: Uh, so you got other cool stuff on that surf album. What do we call it? surf flamingo?
1: I call it surf flamingo because one, th- uh, it's not traditional flamenco at all. The only flamen- thing flamenco about it, there's two things. I'm playing a flamenco guitar. I use palmas and and cajon as uh, percussion. Um, so traditional flamenco instruments. And also one thing that uh, not everybody realizes, but I've figured it out right away. We have a we have a rhythm in flamenco called tangos, right? Not tango. Argent from Argentina, but tangos and its it's in four four and it sounds like this: one, two and three, four, one, two, and three, four, one, two, and three, four, one, two and three, four, one. Well, this is just like the surf beat. Put a ride symbol in there. No it's just like the surf beat on most surf songs. So I thought, you know, and then wait a minute. its All surf music, it's all instrumental. It's all guitar driven. And oh my God, they, flamenco is. <laughs> what is surf? Same type of chord progression, similar using phrygian, using uh, melodic minor, harmonic minor, stuff like this. So really, I think that the surf music and and, uh, flamenco share a common spirit, and I wanted to demonstrate that. It was more just like, I need to prove it to myself. I'm going to demonstrate that they do work together, and they share this common vibe you know so um i'll play a little medley of of stuff from that i would love it okay let's let's try that um
0: What was the nice. name of that one rhythm that that you say is a flamenco rhythm that sounds like uh, surf it's beat? called tangos tangos it's pretty much a surf beat let's listen to a, a song from the album okay that's so, great which one should i play
1: well you know what i did uh i did so many covers of songs that that i love but i decided that i need to write a surf song so i wrote one and um i like it it's called tide ripper awesome
0: a custom Cordoba guitar or I noticed you have a Cordoba it's a thin line acoustic electric
1: yeah oh this is one of my very favorite guitars to play Um, uh, it is uh, it's called a 55 FCE it was uh, it's it's made in Spain and uh, it's it's by Cordoba what it is it's um, I think it's a spruce top and flame maple back and sides and it is a thin thinner body so it looks like it's about Two, maybe two and a half inches wide, and uh, it is acoustic electric. It has a, a Fishman Pro Blend um, pickup system in there, which I like because most most of these acoustic electrics they have a piezo system under the saddle, and that's fine and everything. But it always sounds a little quacky, you know. Right. It always has that flat real high mid-range and not much else um, but this one you can blend in it's got a mic inside of it it's actually right here you can see it um, yeah, right by just, the battery pack there just flip it up and yeah and there's the mic right at the end um, and so so you can use that microphone which is actually a pretty decent mic and you can blend in you can either have so i usually use about i, rec- I record with this thing i just plug plug it in and I record lots of my albums that way because uh, my house is not quiet. You're gonna hear dogs' toenails walking by. You're gonna hear planes flying by. You're gonna hear, you know, the garbage truck going by the alley. So. Instead of using a studio, I I consider the body of the guitar, the inside of it is the studio. It's soundproofed. And so the microphone is inside the body of the guitar, so it's not going to pick up all that extraneous noise because the guitar itself is, is squashing that out. So I use about... 90% 90% microphone and it has 10% piezo. Or when I play live gigs and, I, and, and I, I might have a monitor in front of me so there's feedback, then I turn the mic way down and it's more piezo. I, I think the versatility of it is awesome.
0: Is there an example of uh, one of your album tracks of that where you were recording at home just using quarter-inch out with the microphone? and Pretty much every single one of them every single
1: one of them i i've not recorded anything with a microphone in front of my guitar interesting i'm plugging it, and this is great and you know what i'm doing it i'm most of it is in GarageBand on a bottom of the line macbook air 11 inch laptop the cheapest you <laughs> can get and uh you know, if I need to humanize something or crossfade some edits, I'll, I'll bring it into Logic, and do that. But for most of the time, I like the way the bounces come out of GarageBand. There, it has more of an analogy sound to me.
0: What kind of preamp or like you know audio Honestly, interface?
1: Yeah, I'm not using any preamps at all. But how do you plug it into the computer? I use an Apogee Jam, $99
0: little thing. (laughs) That's good. uh, You
1: just put the quarter inch in there, and it's right to USB.
0: In my experience, anything that says Apogee on it is good. You're pretty much right, yeah. Can't go wrong. And so uh, I know today when we first walked into Cordoba offices, you were helping them with uh, checking out some new guitars or something. Yeah, you know what?
1: Uh, I'm in a very fortunate position where they trust some of my opinion. So they gave me some prototypes. I can't really say what they are right now, but um, really cool guitars and uh, and they gave me two of them to go try out uh, in real life gig situations and I did and now I brought them back and I gave them my feedback and it's just a it's, a it's not like doing a signature guitar but I still feel very fortunate to be in this
0: position speaking of feedback or lack thereof how do you amplify your guitar for gigs when you bring your own amplification
1: ah uh, well most people use pa systems that that play these kind of this kind of music but um i much prefer acoustic guitar amps uh, so I will use a uh, guitar amp like uh, I really like the Fishman Loudbox series. Any one of those are great. Any, any type of acoustic amp that, can, um, that has a line out. So if I'm at a bigger event or, or a big stage, I use the amp. I put it behind me as my monitor, and I choose not to have monitors in front of me because those monitors in front of me, they're going to they're gonna put sound right on the soundboard, which is supposed to vibrate right. to get the sound of these guitars. And if that's vibrating, that's going to cause some feedback, even if I am using only piezo. Right. And so I put my guitar amp behind me, just like any rock guitar player would, crank that sucker up, line out to the house, and they can put it through the arrays or whatever. And, uh, and, and, um, if I still am getting feedback, uh, then Cordoba makes these little rubber sound hole stoppers. and um, Don't and leave the house without it. It works out real good, you know? So I'm never really in a situation
0: where I can't play or can't
1: be heard. Do you ever
0: use any effects or anything with
1: your nylon string guitars? I just started to, I've always been not a pedal guy. And now all of a sudden with Amazon prime and <laughs> the amazing ability to order pedals, try them out on a gig and then send them back. If you don't like them, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, it's really opened my eyes. Actually I'm picking up a pedal board tonight so I can start setting up my thing. Um, I'm becoming a total guitar nerd and and loving every second of it.
0: Now, how the heck did you meet Steve Stevens, this rock god, and end up up playing with him? Oh, well,
1: that was also a very fortunate opportunity. Um, I'm really lucky to be also endorsed by not only Cordoba, but um, by Godin Guitars. And he's a Godin player and so am I. So I just wrote my guy at GoDan and I said, Hey, I would like to have Steve do a solo on my album. It was an album that I was putting out called, called Heavy Mellow by Flametal. And I did this original track on there called Cursed. And, um, I thought, man, Steve would be great on this. And, uh, so I sent so I sent my guy Godan the, the song and I said could you please just send this to Steve send him an email and if he doesn't want to get back to me totally cool but I'm, I am want to pay him and, and work with him and and the next thing you know he's writing me emails and he called me and and uh, then he sent me the track with his solos on it and he just did an amazing job put like three different acoustic solos a couple electric guitar solos I mean just it was awesome and um and uh ever since then then I, I, I played for his wedding he got married at the hollywood castle uh his his lovely bride josie came down uh the aisle on a zip line from the top of the <laughs> castle over the outside moat, outside over the moat and down the aisle, down to the uh, to the altar in a white flowing dress. It was amazing, man. It was the coolest thing, and that was actually filmed on some show called Married to Rock. So, uh, I had to sign some TV releases, it was some MTV or VH1 show. I don't know one of those shows that that doesn't have much to do about music, but but that particular show was pretty cool because it showed um, the you know Steve and Josie. They're a great couple. It showed their personalities and and they're just really cool human beings. Yeah, they are. Josie's
0: super cool, too. Oh, dude.
1: She's so awesome. So I was fortunate enough to sort of be in the inner circle then. And then Steve brought me to a gig at some...
0: Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. wait. So so who was at the wedding? Else? Other celebs?
1: Well, Well, um, you know, obviously the, 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 everybody in the Billy Idol band and, and, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to actually talk about it. And it was a while ago. I can't quite remember it. I I was trying to stay low key. And then Steve brought me out, uh, to do a gig with him and a percussionist at a restaurant in Hollywood that went out good. I did another spot with him on that show for that show, married to rock so much fun. And then, um, and then it was and then it was a few years and then uh he gave me the call and we did this thing out in Sedona and hopefully it leads to a lot more shows but like i said before if if that's all it is i am just so privileged to uh to have worked with him at all and to know him at all because uh it's it's a very humbling experience kind of like being in front of you here right now because i don't know if you guys know this stop but it jude gold is killer oh. guitar player man and everybody can learn a thing or five thousand from him
0: that's very generous but we're <laughs> you're doing some crazy virtuosic just destroying molds which is really cool i'm more about fitting into molds although you know i do have my fun with a Slappity, spankity kind of stuff. You for sure do. You know, you have so many talents, though. Like, right now, I'm holding this brand-new book, Metal Classics for Fingerstyle Guitar, Hal Leonard. And this must be some of the... Okay, I'm reading the title right now. Solo Guitar Arrangements of Eight Classic Metal Songs. What what kind of tunes are on here? Well, we've got... um
1: We've got stuff from Maiden, Priest, Ozzy, Dio. I mean, uh, I think Metallica. It's classic metal stuff, you know. That have you, you recorded
0: all these on your albums, or are these? Some of these are new arrangements that haven't even been recorded yet.
1: No, um, let me see what we have here. Uh, most of them are recorded on the Heavy Mellow album uh, that that we put out. But um also I recorded these as solo pieces especially for this book which if you buy the book I think you can get the, video. Get, the get the audio and I did videos to almost all these tracks that's it's at my on my YouTube channel. I have videos of me playing all these solos but oh what it is, looks like we have Dokken and Kiss and you know it's like you can't call yourself a metalhead without having these somehow in your in your uh, in your CD collection. At least some of these bands. Totally. And you also have signature strings now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That happened a couple of years ago. Um, Daniel Mari is a is an awesome nylon string maker, and he's he has a booth at NAMM every year and um, uh, uh, really great strings. And luckily, he took me on, and then I. And then he said, do you want a signature string? And I said, sure. At the time I was playing a lot of the, uh, GK studios, which for me needed a, a nice hard tension string. So the, this particular ones are, uh, extra hard tension, which for a few years were working really good for me. And I designed the cover of the, the strings too. That's, that's my girlfriend right there. The flamenco dancer, Arlene.
0: Beautiful picture.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you know, before I was a professional musician, I was an illustrator and graphic
0: design guy and t-shirt color separator and stuff. So Well, that was my next question. Dude, like I no- I noticed that you did the album, I'm sorry, the cover art. I know you did a bunch of album art for your albums as well, but I'm holding the book right now. Cover art, there's a picture of you, I assume, basically. Yeah, long, well, long hair yeah, era
1: yeah i cut my hair since then but yeah and all the, i
0: know I very funnily you said in one of your videos that you had creative differences with your hair and you parted ways yeah exactly <laughs> but this is just an amazing drawing is it like pastel what is that no
1: it's it's pencil and then i took it into photoshop and and colored it colored it up sort of painted it really but uh-huh. in photoshop and i i tried to a bunch of different uh, mediums, but it seems like that's always my favorite: is pencils and and painting and Photoshop. Dude, uh, that way things don't get too dirty. I don't get paint on my clothes or in the house, and and I don't have a, a garage or a studio to work in, so it it works better that way. And,
0: that's world-class right there. Dude. Thanks, man. You, you know, know it, was, it was
1: almost <laughs> a deal-breaker. It was like, you know what? You're going to use my title, and you're going to use my artwork for the cover, or else we don't have a deal. So luckily that they said well the artwork's cool so we're going to use that so that's so great it went
0: through you got clout i have my first book myself coming out on how leonard any week now it's called solo slap guitar yeah that's, that's awesome. not that's not the title i chose but hey i like that title so i just went with it yeah that's what editors are for <laughs>
1: that's great see you know how leonard is good they're good to the artists yeah. and they put out a quality product i like it So, no, that was really fun. The funny thing is, is I still can't read music, even though I wrote the book and I did all the notation and the tabs and everything like that. And I worked my ass off on that thing for over six months, just every day, just cranking it, cranking it down to uh to make sure it's perfect and that it was correct because i didn't know what the hell i was doing and i told you before iron maiden taught me music theory i don't even (laughs) what's a circle of fifths it looks like a dartboard to me i don't even know (laughs) what it is i don't know how to use it or anything but um luckily with the aid of technology and with some uh, very astute and smart musician friends that could help me and guide me i got it finished and uh and, and it was great. It's like, it's a little achievement. It's a little notch in my belt. I, I, I like having that out there.
0: Totally. It's great, man. Beautiful. Congratulations. And don't worry, you're not alone. There's so many, you know, I've been in the guitar magazine business, and there's plenty of rock star guitarists and amazing talents out there that you could present them with their own music in written form, and they wouldn't be able to play it back for you because they, Yeah. Not everybody reads. <laughs> I wouldn't even know it's mine if you gave it to exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> You're not alone, man. What is this? I don't, I don't do this. And now I'd, I love that you cover Sleepwalk, too. That's a beautiful uh, tune.
1: One of my favorite songs by Santo and Johnny, right? It's just an yeah. awesome tune. What key do so, you do it in? C. All right. C major.
0: Actually, no, I think I need a tune. everything drifted flat. Also do miserloo, right? Don't
1: you? Oh yeah, I think I do that. No, the the right style. Style. <laughs> yeah. Do
0: So there's a reason why I'm playing you this Charlie Hunter tune right now, which, by the way, is called Them Belly Full off his Natty Dread record from the late 90s. And the reason for that is that it features two amazing sax players on him, on it. One of them is Kenny Brooks on tenor. The other is Calder Spanier on alto. Calder, if you may recall, is the name that I mentioned in the Ben Woods interview you just listened to, for whom this amazing benefit concert, this memorial concert was held in San Francisco. That was January of 98, I believe. And Charlie Hunter performed with a bunch of all-star Bay Area cats. Awesome as always. And then this guy came out with just a nylon string guitar. From that moment, I just realized that molecule for molecule, pound for pound, I don't know if there's a more powerful form of guitar than the nylon string in the hands of someone who knows how to play flamenco and knows how to do all that stuff and and create all that rhythm and all that melody and all that energy. And I couldn't remember the name during the interview, but I just texted Charlie and he got right back to me. It's Christian Fernandez and he came all the way out to pay tribute to Calder. Must have been a good friend. They used to play a lot in Europe together with Charlie. And uh, since we're talking, man, I got to just tell you a little story about about Calder. Calder was this amazing sax player that moved out to the Bay Area around the time soon before he uh, had his last day. And uh, I got to know him. We played gigs and we... You know, at first he didn't have a car, so I'd drive him across the Bay Bridge to little acid jazz funk hits that we would do out of restaurants and clubs in San Francisco. And we'd have great talks. And he even one time invited me over to play on his record he had a little home studio going this was the days of ADAT the last sort of waning days of ADAT I had this ADAT recorder and he had me plug in and play and uh, the tune the first tune we did it I remember it was kind of challenging it was like different bars of time one bar of this one bar of that and uh, distantly related key changes you know and and it was challenging, and I thought to myself later, man, I was like, oh, Calder, I, I hope I played well on that, man, and he's like, oh, dude, it sounds great, and I was like thinking to myself, you're just being supportive, which I love, but, and then I listened to it, and it did sound great, you know, when the album came out three months later or something, it's like, man, we created something, that was a very valuable lesson, you know, don't, don't be negative when you're creating music, you're making something out of nothing, pulling something out of the ether, chances are when you hear it back later, you're going to be like, whoa, that was a moment. We captured it. We made something. And Calder really, that was a great lesson. I won't forget it. Now, uh, and then, gosh, I got a call one morning from my buddy Ravi Upkarian, who I've known since I was 13, professional bassist. He's like, man, I was driving home from San Francisco after a gig last night on the lower deck of the Bay Bridge, and it was the worst traffic jam I've ever been in. I think I was stuck in my car two hours. Or something like that i was like oh shit, man that sucks but then later that day i found out the reason for that accident was that a guy was like in a ford explorer or something and this is kind of late at night you know after the clubs let out traffic's moving fast he wasn't drunk or anything but he was behind a semi if i understand this and he's probably doing 70 and he wants to get around the semi and he just kind of switches right over into the far right lane a lane that he couldn't really see in because of the semi, and right there is a guy with a gas can putting some gas into a beautiful old Dodge Dart or Chevy Nova from like the early 60s or something. I rode in that car. It was the car that Calder had gotten, and uh, that guy was Calder Spanier, and it was over in an instant. It was a horrible accident. There was a big explosion, but it was done. I'm glad it was fast but I'm really sad that we never got to know more from Calder Spanier because Calder was just a beloved guy instantly and uh, he would be doing just the most amazing stuff right now and you'd be loving him, we'd all be loving him. He was a a true friend from the moment we met. And uh, so here's to you, Calder. Before we go, let's just thank Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com for supporting this podcast and bringing you this interview with Ben Woods. Thanks to Cordoba Guitars for letting us... Hang out in your offices and facilities. They also handle Guild guitars right now. And uh, thanks to Zoom for that cool-ass MFN recorder, the H6. I use that every time, folks. Plenty more episodes to come. Hope you dig it. My name is Jude Gold. Thanks for listening. Keep it alive till you're at
2: least 95.